I've just always felt so drawn to helping people and caring for people. And I'm not saying that as a martyr. I just really feel the best about myself when what I'm doing is serving other people. Sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe. Hi, welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. I am your host and founder, Nicole Christofferson, and we are recording today with Sarah Hale from Austin Angels, who I had the unique opportunity to meet through an organization um, or an event called Workly Give a little over a year ago. So Sarah, tell them a little bit more about yourself, and thank you so much for coming to be a guest thank with you. me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I am the executive director, Austin Angels. And we're a foster care community support nonprofit here in Central Texas, serving kids in foster care and families that are caring for those kiddos. Gosh, when I met you a year ago, that was such a crazy time. But that was, it an was awesome a really event. cool event. Meet three different nonprofits and learn about them. And then we're able to pick which one we want to um, give our required donation to for attending that event. Um, and then we can obviously support the other organizations as well. But I was so personally touched by Austin Angels because my sister-in-law had a foster daughter for a while. And so I experienced the foster system in Southern California through her and through our family and through my children's eyes because my children were a part of the process as well. So um, it spoke to my heart and pulled my heartstrings. And I think it's beautiful what Austin Angels is doing here and you know now the parent company doing throughout the nation. So Speak a little bit on Austin Angels and, you know, how it got started and really what it means, mm-hmm. you know. I love that you brought up your family yeah. because so often in foster care, we're taking care of just children in care. But we forget there's a whole community of people surrounding those kiddos. There's the mommies, the daddies, the siblings, maybe adopted children. There's aunties, uncles, nieces, nephews. And so our mission supports the foster care community for this reason. Everyone's affected by foster care. So our Love Box program, we have two programs. Our Love Box program is holistic family support. So if there's children in the home that are in foster care, the Love Box is supporting everybody in the house the same. So at Christmas time, it's not just kiddos that are experiencing foster care that are getting a bike or a backpack or their wish list. It's mommy and daddy. It's the biological siblings. It's everyone. Just so that it's more normal. Yes. And I think that's where it got me is because I saw the learning process for my sister that it took to be a part of the foster system for the first time and to have gone through all the classes and preparation. But just like parenting, you can't be prepared until you're really doing it and it's in action. Um, And just that experience of seeing her pour her heart and soul into something that was so new, but that she loved so deeply. And, you know, our family with open arms at every event, you know what I mean? Making everything so unique, but also so normal, you know, Um, but then also the challenges that came with it. So I think the support that Austin Angels is providing the families is so needed. Yeah. Foster care can be isolating because, listen, parenthood's hard in and of itself already. And then you enter a child who's probably had some very traumatic experiences, and that's going to come out in behaviors, especially as they feel loved and start to feel trust again. They're going to push against that boundary. So parents who are fostering often feel really lonely. Well, and imagine parents that are fostering that don't have the huge family that we do. I mean, we have over 30 family members that are at every like holiday event or birthday or anything. And so 
my sister had a lot of support, but I know there yep. are parents that don't. And yep. that was also really unique is that you really give those parents yeah. that reprieve yeah. that every parent often needs. Uh-huh. And you're supporting them in that way, too, not just with monetary items, but you're supporting the parents, too. Yeah. And that was my one major takeaway was like moms need a few hours away sometimes oh, yeah. when the going gets tough, yeah. you know, and you guys provide that support to them. Yeah. We have love in the box and love outside of the box. So a love box could be a physical box of things. Maybe it's laundry soap and snacks and whatever. There's never enough snacks. But also love outside the box could be a family barbecue. Get together just to be present and have that relationship building. Or it could be babysitting so mom and dad can have a break or mom can have a break. We serve a lot of single moms, too. Um, it could be mowing the lawn or bringing the kids to the park or just a love box really is so tailored to the unique needs of the family. And I haven't really gotten that involved other than staying in touch with what you're doing and the events that you're doing and supporting you um, with a portion of our swag proceeds. We have a check for you today. I wanted to give it to you in person um, from our work hard, smile, large shirt sales. Um, but I would love to learn the process of being able to come and help support the families as well with yeah, my time. You totally. Know, and whatever that is. I'm sure there's background and things like mm-hmm. that. But that is my next step to really Yay! getting involved with you. That'd be awesome. We have a very simple application process. It's on our website where you can just call us and say, hey, I want to volunteer. And then our volunteer coordinator gives you a call and lets you know kind of what's involved and what families we have on our wait list and where they are. We try to match within 20 minutes of one another. Just so that it's a sustainable it's more relationship. more time being able to be given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that We want it to sense. be convenient. You know, relationships that build organically and naturally usually happen out of convenience. Yep. And so if we make sure people are close together and also maybe you have more time to give and less resources. We want to match you with a family that needs more relational support or maybe you have more resources and less time, vice versa. You know, we'll match you with a family that has more physical need. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like you just, you don't know, I think, until you're experiencing it firsthand the holes that are in a lot of systems and, yeah. and and procedures that are put in place that really put hardship on the families too. So I'm just, do tell. Like yeah. tell about your, like what brought you to serve in the foster community like this? I'm a mom. I've always been passionate about kids. Um, and my husband and I thought we would foster and then I just kept getting pregnant. So oh, it was very inconvenient timing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I heard about Austin Angels, I was actually living in Spokane, Washington. And I had an events company, very happy, making babies and Hanging running out with people, and, helping people. And heard about this and I thought, oh my gosh, this is different. This could work. Because it was the first programming I'd heard of that was relational support. It was matching people together to get deep in relationship. And I just would always think like, you know, before I was married, if you experience a breakup, it's not the ice cream and the wine that help you get over it. It's a new, trustworthy individual that helps rebuild good and like, helps you move comparison. forward well it just Especially, like it's it, it's so true true like humans heal with other humans when you've experienced pain from another human and so i thought wow this this could do it because children often have been harmed or neglected and need to rebuild trust and they need that intentional support and they need those like compassionate people that are going to be okay being hurt a little bit because right. there's a lot of manipulation and yes, it's hard. there's a lot that goes with it. It's hard. You know, and you don't want to talk about that, but it's human nature. That's the reality Love of it. Me. You know, it's not easy. No. Um. So when I heard about this, I reached out to Spokane Angels, which is one of our affiliate chapters. Um. And they were like, actually, we, we need you to join our board. And I was like, of course you do. 
<laughs> so I joined the board and became a volunteer board member, just helping them grow and develop Spokane Angels. Um, and in process, came down to Austin a couple times for a training and then a national conference. And when I was here, I just felt this like fire in my soul just get lit. Like, oh, I think you're supposed to be in Texas. I think you're supposed to be with Austin so Angels. So you initiated your family's relocation here? I did. I I went home from the training and sat down with my husband and I said, hey, uh, I think we're supposed to be in Texas. Like, I am a person of faith and I felt like deeply moved and thought God was really calling us here. And he was like, honey, I've always wanted to live in Texas. <laughs> I said, well, learn something new every day, don't we? That easy. It was so, it was funny. It was a good, good conversation for us. But we ended up deciding to get an Airbnb down here for a month when business was slow and take a long vacation. Um, and I called up the founder of Austin Angels and I said, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm on the board of one of your chapters and here's what I'm good at. Could you use my help if I came to volunteer with you? And she was like, Yes, of course I could use your help. So we got here. I still remember we were driving down on a Sunday somewhere in North Texas. And I remember texting her and saying, I'm actually doing this. What's the address to the office? I'll be there tomorrow. Um, and so we got here, got settled. Give me a concept of time from like dropping the dropping okay. the Texas bomb on your husband and realizing so he had a vision. And then September, driving. September, late September of 2019 was the conference. Came home and told him about it early October. We have the phone call, me and Susan, in November. And then we booked our Airbnb in November. Okay. So we were here all of February of 2020. And within, like, days with Susan, like, we knew this is this is going to work. Like, we had such intense chemistry, work chemistry. Like, we got so much done. It was such an answer to their need and such like a fulfillment of my heart to be working with Austin Angels and supporting so many things. So we made a plan that we were going to move here. Because and... Austin Angels, let's take it like stop for yeah, one yeah, second. Because yeah. Austin Angels is really the pilot. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the, mm -hmm. what do you call it? The mothership yes. of your guys' mission. Yeah. So um, Susan... the other chapters lead off of Austin Angels. Yeah. Susan Ramirez is our founder. She's... She started Austin Angels back in 2015 and word got out and we were able to open up chapters all across the country, Chicago Angels, Atlanta Angels, Seattle Angels. Um, but everything started here in Austin. And the intent when we started was just to serve Central Texas. It just turns out the programming is really great. It's easy duplicable. And so now the Love Box and our Dare to Dream program are running all over the country. Yeah, it is incredible, and it's making such a big impact, and I believe we're going to see those ripples just hit our communities for years and years to come. Um, so anyway, I fell in love with Texas. It was a very easy sell for me, but of course, that was February of 2020, and we all know that in March of 2020, the whole world shut down. And so uh, there was just this period of uncertainty where we weren't sure, will the organization survive? Like, without our fundraising events, will we be able to keep serving kids? And um, it took a few months, but ultimately um, we were able to fundraise and get the funding to offer me a real job. So by the end of 2020, I had an official job offer and we bought a house and packed up and moved a couple months later. My goodness. With a six month old. <laughs> Four kids. Four kids. A dog, a cat. Yeah, I flew with the cat in a duffel bag and the baby and my mom. It's like when you know you're bettering others and you're really 
bettering your family because you felt it and you believed in what your heart was telling you. I mean, it's kind of like what we did, too. Yeah. It was November of 2020. And he was like, we need to start looking somewhere else. I need to expand our company. And I threw my arms up. I've never left, you know, California. You've lived all over, Nicole. Um, let's do this. And so November, December, we spent 45 days total in Texas. Thought we were moving to Dallas. He came here in February for a meeting uh-huh. after going and doing, looking at everything we'd found in Dallas for their company. And uh-huh. Within eight hours of landing here, he had his business partner call me and tell me that we were moving to Austin. Austin. I was like, you know what? I've already done 45 (laughs) days in Dallas. It's only been, you know, a handful of months. I had never been in Texas before this. I was Uh like, you guys figure it out and just let me know. Yeah. And that was it. Oh, my gosh. And you love Austin. I I really love Austin for what it has to offer weather-wise, entertainment-wise, community, Uh central time zone. Yeah. For our our business yeah. and just for being able to jump around to our friends that are now all over the nation. Right. right. People have moved mm-hmm. and relocated yeah. a lot in the last totally. few years. Um, but I just think it's put time back on our life. Yeah. We still do as much as we did in a day. The days are longer here. The skies yeah. are more blue. Mm-hmm. There's just those things are very important yeah. to us. We're super active. So, yeah, yeah I well, really it's rich with culture. And I feel like people want to come visit here. So. Makes it feel. It's a got smaller. a good vibe. It's got good energy. Yeah, it does. It totally has it good does. energy, and I the heat doesn't bother me. So no. I think people that are concerned about the heat, yeah, it's like you're on a tropical vacation. It does. When you're feel this happy like in life, I feel like the weather compliments it. And yes. You feel like you're on a tropical vacation. I step out the door in the morning and feel like I'm at like a Mexican resort. You know, it's a little muggy, a little tropical. Yeah, it rains, and you're like in flip flops. You're like, no big yep. deal. <laughs> it's gonna dry in a minute. Exactly. <laughs> You do need an umbrella in every single car. Yes, I mean, you that's do. Like, that's one of the things I learned. I'm like, I need an umbrella. Uh-huh. And most of the time when you need it, you're not in your car and you're running in the rain and that's okay too. You just dry off pretty quick because in an hour it'll be back to, you know, 95 and clear. Yeah. Because the so, weather here just... We're super enjoying it. Good. Yeah. We're a few months past you. I think yeah. you were here beginning of 2021. Yeah, we got here January. And we were spring of 2021. Yeah. So... We love it. We we got here right before the snowstorm. Okay. We purchased our house. We came here. I was here for 48 hours. We put an offer in on our house and went under contract within 24 hours of me landing in Austin for the very first time. Uh-huh. And then we flew home to get our kids and come back and do a home inspection and the airports yep. were shut down. So of course. we actually came back right after that was over. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a funny argument when we were packing the U-Haul. I said, leave the snow stuff. We're moving to Texas. The kids are going to grow out of it. We're never going to need it. And he says, no, we got to have it. Put the bin. You know, it's one tote, right? Put the bin in the truck. So I said, fine, I've got bigger fish to fry here. And sure enough, within a week of being here, we're pulling out the snow bin and the boys are outside playing. Yeah. No, we brought ours and I've my kids have grown so much in the last yep. two years because we're in that phase of life that I've been yep. able to pass it on to our friends and stuff. Yep. But yeah. We definitely keep a snow bin too. Oh man, you need the gloves certain times of year. You do. You do need the gloves, but only for a few. Only for a few days. <laughs> and you laugh. We laugh about it, uh-huh. right? It's like comical. I've never been somewhere where it shuts down. I know because they aren't equipped. But I almost feel like it's such a good pause button it in is. life when we do get this weather here, because mm-hmm. you don't need to get on the roads. You don't have yeah. to worry about hustling somewhere. It's not expected because they care yeah. more about your safety. That and then is you get new. That time with your family Mm -hmm. that was new to me like canceling school or school sports because of impending weather uh uh-huh or alerting people that schools they need to get home sooner because of weather coming and just that that concern it feels so kind 
to do that. Whereas where we're, we live in Washington, you're only canceling school if the snow is like to your waist or if the ice storm took the weather out, took the electricity out. There, you're just expected to always be on the road. Yeah. And I've never lived in that kind of climate. Yeah, it's not ideal. So <laughs> eight months of winter, not my favorite. Yeah. So it just gives you a bigger smile to work with every day. Yes. Is how I feel. Yes. So. Well, that's fitting for you. So how do your children stay involved with Austin Angels? Because I always like to keep my children involved with Work Hard, Smile Arts. This is our life motto. Um, And they were part of us creating this and they're founders. I love that. that. But how, how do your children stay involved? So we, when I joined Spokane Angels, we became Love Box leaders as a family. So we were matched with another family who had, I think, five or six kiddos. Um, Two of them were from foster care and three of them were biological. And we just developed a relationship with them. They had moved to Washington from Southern California, didn't really know anybody. And so we just became that support for them. And the boys got to be involved in that, too. When we would go shopping for them, we'd do it together. We went to visit the kids. We did like cookie decorating for the holidays and we all did it together and so it kept them involved. And then now that we're here, we're not Love Box leaders right now, but they come down to my office and they get to see us build Love Boxes or get school supplies together. And my second born did this project at school. So what do you want to be when you grow up? And he wrote out, I want to help foster care. And he spelled it like Fauster. Yep. I want to help foster care because my mommy helps foster care and i was like you know what at seven years old you're, you're hearing it. it you know you're, job, you're seeing it and you know it's important and they'll come home and tell me well so-and-so is teasing so-and-so and i'll say well do you have any idea why that might happen and they said well maybe they're not being loved at home like they should be and i just love that they have that perspective because they hear it from me and from my husband and they know that we moved here for this so i think it's just those little things that that you live out that they see yep every day and you don't realize how much they hear and see until it comes out in a school project or you know in their day-to-day lives that's amazing um i didn't even think about like going and decorating cookies together i'm gonna have to really yeah. learn how to get involved because that sounds it it's just it became so normal for us like she'd have a day at court and i'd drop a coffee on her porch like i'd do that for any one of my girlfriends who's having a tough day it was just developing it it's kind of like facilitating a relationship, um, kind of like, you know, a dating site or something. But I don't with, know what those are like. I don't either. They didn't well, even exist. No, I have a girlfriend in town right now, and she was like, do you have any single friends? I'm like, when would I have time to have single friends? <laughs> so we, I was like, let's get on an app, and I'll help you find some some people. And I was like, gosh, I'm so glad that I don't have to do this. Right? Like, what happened was... just running into somebody in public? And yeah, that doesn't yeah. really happen that much no. anymore here. No. So. But yeah, I'm I'm glad we're yeah. not doing that. Um. So Austin Angels has how many other uh, states involved now and areas? 16 I, states. 16 and states. And 21 cities. 21 cities. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And that's on the website so people can know where it's at in their area. So we'll give everybody yeah. the website and information to be able to see if they can give or get involved. Right. Yeah. There's multiple ways to do yes. it. Yes. And if we don't have a chapter in your city, send us an email. Maybe you could start. What's that process like? Well, we're still kind of figuring that out. We opened so many chapters so fast that we had to push pause and just make sure that those that we had were functioning optimally and well supported and trained. And I'm guessing next year sometime we'll open the application process 
takes about a year. And I think this would be really helpful for our listeners to understand, like, in the Austin area, like, how many families are you supporting right now? Yeah, we are serving, I think, right now, 160 families monthly. And that may be a combination of our Love Box program and then our Dare to Dream program, which is one-on-one mentorship for older youth. Okay. Um, And... At any given time, there's about 4,000 kids experiencing foster care in Central Texas, and that's just kids in the system. And Central Texas, for our listeners that aren't here, is from spans... Spans Waco to San Marcos, so if you're looking at the freeway. And Austin's right in the middle yeah, there. Austin's in the middle, and we kind of do this big bubble around Austin and serve all the surrounding... It's like 21 counties, I think. It's a lot. It's called Region 7, um, and... We focus on Travis, Hayes, and Williamson County right now and just working on saturating that and reaching as many families we can in there. And then we're gradually expanding into these other counties um, to reach their families there, too. Talk about the Dare to Dream program because that sounds very powerful Mm -hmm. and I want to understand it a little bit better. Yes. Dare to Dream is our one-on-one mentorship. We match a volunteer in the community with a youth experiencing foster care. Age will start as young as 11 and go up to 22. So even if the youth is aged out, if they want a mentor, we will provide them a mentor. And the commitment is a little bit more involved. They agree to meet at least twice a month. And the youth leads a set of milestones, or if they're younger, it's like a bucket list, to prepare them for life outside of care. So this mentor is oftentimes... One of the only people that shows up for the youth that's not paid to be there or required to be there. They just want to be there and get to know what this youth is interested in. How can I help you? The name came from this concept that when you're just surviving, will I eat today? Will I be cared for today? Will I be loved today? You're not thinking about the future. You're just trying to survive today. But when you are loved and cared for, when someone is pouring truth over you, you could dream about what your future could be. When you just know that today I'm okay, you could dream. So the Dare to Dream program came from that concept of let's get youth surrounded by a healthy, loving adult that gets to know them, that pours into them, helps them set goals, and gives them tools to reach the goals and really empowers them to take hold of Gives them the wings that they need to fly, like the angels that they're meant to be on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. And- Statistics surrounding kids that age out of care are yucky. I mean, the majority of the homeless population came from foster care. Overpopulated prisons came from foster care. I heard recently that prisons base the number of beds they need that year on the number of children aging out of foster care. I can't cite that for you, but that will never leave my brain because I thought how unfair that we just sit around and say, okay, Yeah. And there's just so much negative that we could talk about about the foster system. And I don't want to down a system that's been put in place to really help. Mm -hmm. But I think over time it's progressed and not really evolved. Right. It's grown and they need more services. And I just feel like there were certain parts of it that I learned that make it very difficult for the foster children while they have a very positive reason for having those things in place, Mm -hmm. like tying them back to their original parent, like their or their birth parents through their growth process when the birth parents are still in the same place. Mm -hmm. So you're re-engaging their pain all the time. And it's like, I see the benefit of them seeing their parents. And I, you know, I want, I would want my foster child to see their, Mm -hmm. their birth parent, but the pain that it causes. So I'm like, and it's just, 
and that was a hard part. You know what I mean? Yeah, just it's to all very understand that. I know it's so it's complicated. It's very hard, and this is a reason why our number one core value is hope. Because you're right, we could sit here and look at all of the negatives. Yep. People call it a broken system and a failed system, and all of these negative connotations around it. And we we are not going to wait around for no. the government to fix it. No, we just said, okay, you're we're gonna, bridging it. You're we're like, gonna come it's in, so beautiful. We're going to do whatever we can as a community. We're not federally or government no. funded at all. We are fully privately funded, and it's just people who say, I care about this, and I think we can do better. So. It is really easy to go down that rabbit hole. I know. And yet we, this I is just why like the reason is, why families need this support is because there's so many requirements that are holding them back yeah. and you're pulling them forward, which is so, yeah. so needed. Yeah. Beautiful. And every situation so unique. It's really hard to put a blanket policy or a blanket procedure. Yeah. And yet, and sometimes you have to. Yeah. But yeah, we we believe that this program could change. Our programs could totally change the whole foster care experience. Yeah. And you're growing. I mean, you're yeah. making an impact on the nation now and yes. not just in Austin. Yes. So I, yeah. I see that happening, too. And everybody that's listening can learn more about Austin Angels and how to support any of the chapters. chapters. Mm -hmm. um, we'll give you the information here in the video on yep. YouTube and also like in the description for the yeah. podcast episode today. We also have an Instagram Okay, we'll get that in there too. You can follow us on Instagram. Got Insta. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of like the middle, the middle uh, demographic. Some on Facebook, some on TikTok, but mostly Instagram. Mostly Instagram. <laughs> any YouTube? Any videos? Yeah, we have a yeah. ton of videos. We'll Vimeo Good. and YouTube. Okay. Yeah. So we'll Tons we'll share that too because yeah. I'm sure you have a lot of success stories and we do lots of good impact. information about your events mm -hmm. and things like that as well. Yeah. So. Well, I have a life motto, as you know, where cards smile large. Mm -hmm. What is your life motto? Well, it's kind of similar. It's to work hard and take care of people. I've just always felt so drawn to helping people and caring for people. And I'm not saying that as a martyr. I just really feel the best about myself when what I'm doing is serving other people. Serving others. Oh, that's beautiful. And we can share work hard. Yeah. Everybody can work hard. That's Nobody right. can use it in their life. Not motto. everybody likes to work hard. Well, you know, and work, hard work means a lot of different things, yeah. right? It's not laborious or anything like yeah. that. Like, our hard work is a lot of time. Yeah. Like sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's just heart, you know, yeah. focus. It's, it can mean mm -hmm. a lot of different things. So. Yeah. Use yeah. it as you wish, right? We're all free to <laughs> use it that. as we wish. I love that. Uh, well, you've made some big moves, just like my family, yeah. and you're putting your heart and your hands in the community. What do you want your legacy to be? Oh my gosh, I feel like my legacy is my kids' lives and what they do beyond me. I think with four boys, putting them out into the community, and if each one of them were to follow their heart and what they love. I feel like that would be the best I could do for them, that they feel empowered and strengthened to do what they love. I mean, in work, I want to see every kiddo served in foster care in Central Texas, but I think for my own personal life, it would be seeing my own children doing that for themselves. Absolutely. Thriving. Yes. Just Thriving doing what they love, whatever it is. I don't know what it's going to be. Exactly. So is Texas the last spot? You're happy here? Gosh, I love it here. I have learned I cannot ever say... Never. Never. That's what we say, too. Like, I don't know. I, for I can't foresee going anywhere else, but who even knows? Do you get to travel to the other chapters? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I love to travel. So I go and see my family. I'm going to Europe next month. We're, 
I love getting out with and four about. kids. Oh no, I'm going on a mommy trip. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, that's a journey. Oh uh, yeah, good for you. Be. Yeah, I'm very excited. Good for you. Well, I'm super grateful for having met you year so over a year ago and having you here today, so we could share what you're doing in our community and around the nation uh, with our listeners. And I think everybody can get involved. Like we adopt families with my in-laws and gift to the homeless mm-hmm. families that my family that are identified through, you know, just my mother-in-law and stuff like that. But um, being able to intentionally connect with a family yeah, over a longer period of time yeah. and mentor like that is really amazing. Well, we always say, tell me what you do and I'll tell you how you can help a child experiencing foster care. And sometimes it's like this. Sometimes it's becoming a love box. Sometimes it's donating financially, but we all have ways we can give back. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we have a gift for you today, which is a check from our sweatshirt sales, and I'm excited to hand it to you. So I'm sure we'll have a picture yes. somewhere sharing that with our listeners. But thank you for coming today, and I look for forward to me. getting more involved. Yay. Thank you so much. And like we end every podcast episode, work hard, smile large. Thank you. Welcome <laughs> to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast where we explore the outcome of hard work and the power of positivity in our daily lives. In each episode, we'll delve into the benefits of positive mindsets, hear inspiring stories, and provide tips for cultivating smiles all around us, highlighting healthy habits and living a full life while giving focus to various lifestyles that shine bright in this world. Help spread work hard, smile large in your community by coming together, pouring into others, and inspiring the youth to become WHSL ambassadors too. Sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe.